Hello there and a very warm welcome to Racing Only Better. Barry Orr standing in for Vanessa Imperial Cup Day in Sandown. Fingers crossed all being well with the weather on Saturday and uh, seven races in total to take you through this afternoon in the company as ever of Kevin Blake. Hi, Kevin. How are you? Yeah, sure. Grand Barry. We've been swimming all morning here in Golden. Uh, we woke up to snow, then it started absolutely dousing with rain and the, the fields of Golden are flooded. Um, so there you go. That's been my morning. It's been great. All over Ireland so far. Is it the same in the UK, TC? It is, yeah. It's just uh, been raining. I'm not that far from Sandown. It's been raining all night and all morning. Uh, it's just stopped now. But Barry, you're, uh, are you feeling all right? You're, you said it was Imperial Cup Day. It's Betfair Imperial Cup Day. Come on, Barry. Come on, Barry. Out of the title of that race. That's a, that's a rare slip for me, Brendan. Usually I always get in there crowbar in the better for any of our sponsors. Well, well you, always, you always tell us leaving out such branding is a firing squad offence, so... Only a firing squad if it's a Betfair sponsored race for any other brand. <laughs> Which this happens Which to be. Is, yeah. <laughs> if you forgot. <laughs> Brandon, on more important notes, how are you? Well, well, I'm good, and you could argue that the Imperial Cup uh, speaks for itself this year, Barry, because um, if competitive handicaps are your bag, that's about as competitive as it gets. Mm. I am still basking in the afterglow of being treated like a star during the week. Uh, green rooms, green screens, wind and dined, uh, uh, very <laughs> enjoyable, so I'm grateful. Excellent stuff. Good to hear. Well, we kick straight into it, lads. The 150 is our first race we're going to cover from Sandown. It's the Novice Handicap Pearl, Cuthbert Dibble, is your 92 favourite at the moment ahead of Crambo, who's a 5-1 to one chance. Henry II is 7, 15-2 twin jets, and it's 8. Bar five places on the Betfair Sportsbook here. Cooper Dibble was really impressive uh, last day when getting off the mark. He uh, stepped up and tripped that day up to the 2.5 miles here. Uh, and he looks a really, really nice prospect for the Twist and Davis um, TC. What are you liking it? Um, I thought it was really difficult. I was going to give up. Then I landed on, um, and I saw the sports book went up 33 to one about Mexico and that quite oh. interesting. And, um, I'm sorry. Um, now I, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's quite, it's got a really good attitude, this horse. And I think you're going to need it because the ground at Sandown is currently heavy. Um, and there's more rain due throughout Friday. And it must be long odds on they're going to have um, an inspection on Saturday morning, especially as they, they're due to get about minus two, minus three overnight on Friday as well. So you're going to need a horse with a bit of attitude who does who bears his teeth when he gets down and dirty. And I think Mexico's that horse. You know, he's he's hard to give a chance to on his last two runs, but um, he's, he's a heavy ground winner. He's well handicapped on his Warwick second earlier on in the season. Um, and although his trainer hasn't had a winner for a while, he's, his last five runners have all been second or third, and they've been prices ranged from fours to 18. So they've probably been running above market expectations. So, yeah, I thought Mexico, who's handled the ground, I think the step up in trip will suit. And he, like I said, he stuck on really down it uh, at Galar last time over two mile three on good to soft ground. I think you, know, you never know what horse is going to handle. Uh, conditions at Sandown and the Sandown hurdles course is just a law unto itself so um, yeah Mexico 33s five places will do for me and I, that 33s is a standout price 28s is next best so I think 25 and upwards Mexico uh, each way is probably the way to go here 
Yeah, like TC says, five places on the Betfair Sportsbook here. Kev, you gave a bit of a holler there. Was that an ole when he said Mexico? Were you starting to wave uh, there? Or yeah, absolutely. It? Yeah, yeah. Completely stolen my Mexican thunder, has has Calvin. Because <laughs> I like this fella as well. Um, it, look, if it, look, if this goes ahead, like this is going to be brutal. Like we know what the hurdle track at Sandown can get like when it's when it's testing and you go through these like in this like none of them would have run over three miles as such. Like you're looking for strong stairs and like he looked slow last time at Carlisle, um, you know, extended two mile three and good to soft looked like inadequate for him really. And he just plugged away. So you think an absolute slug, slog, sluggy slug fest here would, um, would, would play to his strengths more than most. And, um, like, he wouldn't mind his profile anyway. Like, he's steadily progressive. You know, they chucked him into a grade two, two starts ago, just a bit too hot for him. And uh, like I say, that stamina test just wasn't adequate for him last time. So this might be more like it now. And um, yeah, Mexico, 33 to 1, standout price. Uh, ole, up you go. Get ole! In. Interesting. Both of you land on a 33 to 1 chance. That doesn't happen very often on this mm, podcast. Um, Brendan, no love for the favourite at all, Cuthbert Dibble. I was really impressed with him stepping up to the two and a half. Come hours. on, Brendan, come and join I don't us. I think the ground's going to be an issue. Well, 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 that's possible. He has run reasonably well on heavy ground. He gets the uh, lesser spotted stone rise off the British handicapper. So uh, that's uh, that's something he'll have to deal with. But uh, clearly he was impressed as, as you were. Uh, I'm not going to get involved in the Mexican standoff. I like Henri II. <laughs> oh, on, on, Mr. Nichols. Well, 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 Henri is also made for this slog, although he's not 33 to 1. But we have the uh, top weight in the handicap. I like that. Cobden in the plate. I love that. Uh, this horse won over course and distance, three starts back on soft ground. Then, OK, he was slightly disappointing next time in, in, in Cheltenham, but that could still work out to be a good race. And I suppose the people who took the 11 to 10 in Warwick would say he was disappointing there. But I am not convinced. The horse who won that race, Picar, is very interesting. Seems to be a well-regarded horse by the Skeltons, but he was just, he's just been too keen in his races, uh, particularly in Newbury. They backed him off the boards in Newbury a few runs back, and he just... He, he, he just uh, pulled his brains out uh, but he settled a lot better in Warwick and it might turn out in time that trying to concede four pounds to him was not easy and also that's even not the most significant thing the most significant thing is that Warwick on good ground would not have been Henri's bag at all uh, he was he was on and off the bridle he missed a couple of hurdles uh, okay this race on Saturday is only a furlong further but it will take a significantly long, longer time to run I can see him just travelling away on the pace being very comfortable with the tempo and find and find and find and as the lad said that's what it's going to be like up the straight it'll be last man standing he, he looks like a very honest horse and I thought 7 to 1 was fair yeah Paul Nichols do, do we know who Go ahead, Barry. Exclusively on betting.betfair. He said he ran him in Warwick to qualify him for this. This is the final, the EBF final, and he needed to get that run into and he needed the race. So uh, yeah, expect to see a big improvement on the Warwick performance. Yeah. Sorry, Kevin. Do we know do we know what a Cuthbert Dibble is or who it is? Basically, Sounds like it could be a clerk of the course at Newton Abbott. I think it's a cartoon character. Ah. No, it's not a cartoon character. I think it was, there was a cartoon, but I think it was Cuthbert Dibble Grub. I think they might have been Ah. firemen or something like that. Ah, right. There Ah. were were three of them at Cuthbert (laughs) Dibble of. They must have run out of 18 characters to get uh, (laughs) Cuthbert Dibble Grubbing. By by the way, what I should say is I know everyone, you know, applauds Sandown and. You know, Clark and of course Andrew Cooper's obviously 
great and stuff like that. But someone told me, obviously I was traveling over to Ireland on Monday and Tuesday, so I wasn't doing my weather watch for the anti-post thing. Someone told me this morning that it was actually watering at Sandown on Monday. Maybe. <laughs> really? Oh, Lord. What a game. That's quite okay. Uh, that's quite this, this was forecast, this rain, wasn't it? It was, it, was just it was meant to snow anyway, for sure. I don't know about the rain. Anyway, we are where we are. We kick on to the feature event at uh, 2.25. The Betfair Imperial Cup. Pay- Playful Saint is your favourite now for Dan Skelton. Won it a couple of years back with Langer Dan. He's a 4-1 to chance off on eBay for Peter Fahey, 13-2-7, Manivel. Um, Gavega is an 8-1 to chance. We had installed that as 6-1 to favourite in the anti-post market. He's been quite loveless. Man of work for, for uh, Jer Fahey. Was a 16 to 1 chance, is into 9 to 1 now. So money for that. J Lo as well, a few quid knocking around for that 16 into 10. Uh, Kev, I'll start with you here. Uh, five places on the Betfair Sportsbook, another 33 to 1 chance? Um, no, not quite. Um, but you, you did briefly mention him there. Uh, Mano work for, for Paul Fahey. Um, the interesting profile is that. Actually, look, we like the Irish handicap herders in the UK. Um, in general, you know, this fella isn't overexposed and I, I strongly suspect there's a big one in him. Look, they clearly like him a lot based on the way they've campaigned him. You know, when he, um, last season, like in, in juvenile hurdles, he he won his maiden, like, you know, they're straight in the grade three company, you know, they, they and they finished him up in grade one company. But the run that really kind of comes to my mind with a view to this race was um, the Larty Cardle at Lisdol. Which, um, if you're not familiar, it, it's a four-year-old only handicap hurdle at the Lisdol Harvest Festival. That's always like really competitive, and I mean he ran a blinder in it. He finished second to a horse of Joseph's called Prayer Dancer, that um, that pretty much made all the running, and, and nothing really got into it from off the pace. Bar man of work, man of work, I should say, and he kind of came down the inner as well, which I don't think you really wanted to be. So that run. Um, you know, so, so, you know, to suggest to me that he's well handicapped enough to win something like this. Um, he ran well in, in a big handicap hurdle, a fairy house, um, two starts later. And like he was sent off, he must have been reasonably well fancy now because he was sent off 10 to 1 for what we'd call the Pierce Hurdle, the one the Gaelic Warrior won at the Dublin Racing Festival. Uh, unfortunately, he fell at, at the third. Um, so hopefully, um, no issues from that. But this is Cameron Waters, I think. Um, you look at him and you think heavy ground. Um, he's operated on it before. Looking at his action, he should be fine in, in what could be horrendous conditions. I think he'll be fine. And um, he's a double-figure price. I don't think he'll go off a double-figure price. Um, the Fahey brothers are actually sending over one apiece, but uh, I, I fancy this fella a bit more than the other lads. So, man, will work for me. Okay. William Kennedy as well, right, so, who's, a, who's a gentleman. And uh, he's on a, a bit of a cool run at the minute, but uh, if he was to win a big one, it'd be uh, it'd be hugely popular. I know we, we, we can be a little bit like Father Ted with, um, you know, they're all lovely fellas, but uh, Will, Willem Kennedy is a particularly nice fella. <laughs> uh, okay. uh, Peter Fahey's his brother, Paul's brother, is he? Yeah, Peter and Paul. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a there's a bunch of fahies there. If they ever if they ever combine their licenses, they'd be they'd be rivaling the O'Briens. There's so many of them, but um, no, they all they all have separate licenses. <laughs> okay, I call him I call him Jared. I think earlier. Uh, TCD, this is food and drink to you. These handicaps. Have you come up with one at a tasty price? No, I've come up with two. I'm splitting my stakes when only. I've just had a look actually, and uh, Cuthbert Dibble were two of the Trumpton Fire Brigade. There were six of them. Pew, Pew, Barney McGrew, 
Cuthbert, Dibble and Grub. So, yeah, there's, that's, that's there the we go. I think there was a horse called Barney McGrew as well, wasn't there? Definitely, yeah, yeah. There, yeah. Must, be, there must be some Trumpton fans out there in the horse racing world. Um, where was I? Yeah, um, yeah, obviously, coming back to the Sandown soft ground scenario, I'm not sure why that course is as it is, because that hurdles course is as severe as it gets. But, yeah, I'm going to go with Hardy Dassault. It did me a favour when winning last time. Very well backed, backed in from 12s to 4s. And one quite convincingly from, from two horses that we oppose here, Isio and, and J-Lo. Um, Isio shaped really well there. But, you know, in, in the final analysis, you know, the, the winner did win by three lengths. Only got up put four pounds for that. And, yeah, I think Hardy Dessau is, is very, very solid. Even off the revised mark, he's still seven pounds lower than his, uh, his chase mark. And, you know, I think he's got a lot going for him. He's back. 14s on the exchange, 12s with extra places on on the uh, sportsbook. So, yeah, that I'm, but I'm playing win only on exchange, and I'm also having a saver on fine casting. Now he's he's a bit of an early mover in the marketplace on on Thursday. We're recording this Thursday afternoon. Um, was 28s in a couple of places, and he's now 16s pretty much across the board. But he's still 18s on the exchange. That will do for me. Uh, again, it's just a matter of he's. Like Hardy de Serve, he stays further than two miles. He's two two on heavy. He's meeting uh, better ground, uh, worse ground than he did last time when he was a bit under underperforming. But yeah, everything about him is is soft ground. He was eased two pound for that defeat last time, and yeah, he's he's just gonna he's just gonna hopefully handle the ground and um, and like I said, the stamina over further. I think he's key in these conditions. So yeah, uh, two for me. Fine casting and Hardy does a win only on the exchange. Okay, win only those two uh, for TC. Brendan, uh, have you landed on anything here? Five places each way punters on the sports book. Yeah, they're going to need every one of them, Barry. I thought I'd, I just found it hard to rule horses out of this. I ended up, I, I thought I'd take a chance on Punctuation, who's been a big improver since joining Fergal O'Brien. Uh, won a Cheltenham handicap two, two runs ago. Looks like decent form. Two friendly and Mullenbeg have run well without winning since. Then he was a reasonably close fourth last time out in Cheltenham. I, 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 think, I think that will work out good form. The winner is an unexposed horse in Nichols. The second, might I, he's well founded the anti post markets for Cheltenham. The third was that aforementioned PCAR. And of course, the listeners haven't tuned in to hear my bad beat stories, but they're going to hear one anyway. The sixth was a horse called Nell Sun, who had a few quid on Kels- in Kelso last weekend and was travelling away. And at the third last, he did a gallop in the shop. He jumped the thing fine and then collapsed to two to, to, uh, strides after it. Yes, yeah, so, uh, so, so that was very frustrating. But the main thing is, for punctuation fans, I think that's good form. Gets to run off the same mark here. Now, there is, if you'll pardon the pun, a big question mark and that is the ground now he has form on soft ground in fact he's proven very ground versatile since he's um, taken up the national hunt game but he's a flatbread horse he's never run on heavy ground as the lad said how can you know but there's a chance he might handle it and i still think he's handicapped to be competitive i think whenever anyone tips punctuation in copy they always write punctuation just wins this full stop well, that's another pun for you. Classic. <laughs> and the pun is the highest form of wit, I think we can agree, Tony. Huh? Well, it's Dan Barber, anyway. <laughs> if it isn't, Dan's in trouble, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man of work for Kevin, an Irish winner in the Beffer Imperial Cup. TC, Hardy Desai, and fine casting. And Brendan for punctuation. Right Just up. one small 
thing bash. It's awfully Bay is in here. It's very. We were talking up on the pod last time, and it was a single figure price. Uh, and I was I was at a rugby dinner, so I wasn't watching the racing live. But I got home and I thought, so it finished second. I thought that was a really good run on his first start for about over two years. And yeah, it was quite simple figures in the morning. It went off at a bet Ferris P of forty one point five six. So if you if you buy into market moves predicting runs, I mean that obviously massively surpassed what was the expectations that day. So that was there's no no surprise to see him at the top of the market. And the trainer won this race last year, but um, I couldn't be greedy and have a third one. So yeah, okay. We kick off to the Mayor's Bumper at three o'clock. Interesting they put this on a televised card. I know Kevin and, and Brendan, no strong opinions here, and I didn't think TC would have one either. Good Time Crew is 11 to 4 favourite. Beat Larchman last, the reopposing Larchman last in a Mayor's Bumper in Wincanton last time. My Casa Nomento for the Twist and Davis is 130, same price Larchman last. Do you want to? Time is 15 to 2, or do you want me? Is 15 to 2. TC, you do have a fancy in this. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to have a bet yet, but when the prices come up, I was surprised at the about the eleven to one about Mercy and Omen. Uh, I thought I thought that would be a, she would be a lot shorter. But there are negatives. Um, we haven't seen her since November, which suggests that she may have had a problem, or they just kept her for this race. And um, yeah, I mean. The actual, the actual second, that race course debut second, um, that was a really good effort because the horse that beat her uh, was only just denied under a seven-pound penalty last time. In fact, we'll go down in history, the horse who beat her, because that was the first horse to be disqualified under the new rules. <laughs> so I think the, the former, that's okay. Um, for balance, the third and fourth have come out and got stuffed. But now I thought it was a really good first performance. Um, there's a lot to like about the pedigree. Um, winners from the stable and I think he's a, she's a half-sister to Pendrew just got touched off of the Kim Muir a few years ago so do you, do you remember do you remember her damn TC Mariah Rollins yeah she was, she she was, was an absolute dinger great one she, she used to yeah she used to be running then around New Mill and Brave Inca and High Claw you know wasn't. all those le- yes yeah 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 um, I, I had um, a look, yeah, she, like, what, what, one of grade one, and she also won in bumper company as well. So and she's thrown some decent horses. I mean, yeah, Pen- absolutely. Yeah, Pendra was only kind of like low 140s, but a, a decent horse. Yeah, I just thought the 11s, the, just the price surprised me. I mean, you look at this race, and obviously all unexposed, any of them could win, but yeah, I wasn't expecting 11. So I might have a little yes. tick of it. I'm not going to go mad. Okay, want to watch out for in the mayor's bumper at three o'clock. Um, Mercy Omen for TC. On to the three thirty-five is the last race we're going to talk about at Sandown. It's the day uh, Betfair Daily Multiple Offer at Cheltenham. Novices handicap chase and the daily multiple offer Cheltenham is bet 10 on horse racing multiples and get a free 10 pound bet on horse racing multiples every day at the festival. It's applicable again this Saturday. It's been running for the last five or six weeks. So again, this Saturday, it's the same offer that's available every day at the Cheltenham Festival. Bet 10 on horse racing multiples and get a free 10 pound bet. This is always a tricky race, novice handicap chase. It's like the, the race that starts the card, the novice handicap hurl and that. Um, except there's very few runners. There's only six runners in it. Easy as that's your six to four favorite impressive winner last time out. No risk to floss is a 11 to four chance. Five lactic constants. Hudson de Grugy is seven to one. It's 10 to one bar TC. Start with you here. Just the six runners. No real each way angle here. Anything uh, sticking out to you? Yeah, again, I mean, it's a kind of race. Normally I just pass it by six runners, 
It's quite a trappy little race. But I wasn't expecting Kel Dastan to be uh, at double figures in here. I mean, did you speak to Paul about this horse at all? Uh, yeah, we have. I have a, a word from him on it. All right, um, he says. Was the was the word win? <laughs> <laughs> he just says he's another one of ours that loved the heavy ground. So yeah, I mean, ground's not going to be an issue for him at all. And two, no, it's like, should be perfect for him. No, all his best forms on. He has to bounce back to form, but all his best forms been in heavy or soft ground. Um, and I just thought he was handicapped. He's got his conditions. and It's a bit of a lukewarm case, but it's a bit of a lukewarm betting heat. But I personally wouldn't lay Kel Destan at 10s and 11s, so you could argue that I should be backing him. But I probably won't have a bet in the race, but if I was, he'd be the yeah. one. Well, Nick, Nichols' parting shot was it can't be soft enough for him. So <laughs> it looks like he's going to get it. <laughs> well, yeah. Brendan, any opinion here? Well, I, I mean, I don't like betting at these kind of prices, so so I'll probably leave it alone. But I, I found it difficult to get away from the fab. They've done a great job with this, actually, the Venetian Williams team, because on his jumping debut and fast last, it was an abysmal round of jumping. But they obviously got plenty of schooling into him since because he jumped better in Haydock and it was an immaculate round of fencing in Newcastle the last day. Now, you could you know, you're looking at a short price and it's a horse who's gone up £16 for winning two races and you can definitely question the form of those two races, but you have an unexposed horse who handles heavy ground. I'd be surprised if there's a better jumper in the race. I I, I wouldn't like to be laying the 6-4. to four. I don't think this is a particularly deep heat. Yeah, OK, and there has been money for it. It was a 5-2 to two chance. In the anti-post market, it was. In the revised book, obviously, a lot of them didn't go forward, but he's clear favourite at 6-4. to four. Kevin, what about you? Any opinion? Yeah, Hudson de Grugy will do for me, for the Moors. Um, he's got a very good record at Sandown on bad ground. Um, the only time he was beaten on it was on his chasing debut, and that was his first run of the season. And, you know, you, you'd, you'd forgive it. He didn't run that bad at all. Um, he hasn't won over fences yet, but the handicapper, as we know, is, is the norm now, has been giving him, dishing out some pretty generous treatment to him. And he's now £10 lower than what he was over hurdles. And, I thought he ran quite well in Ingfield last time. They were stepping him up in trip, and it might have just caught him out a little bit. So he's coming back in trip, back to his beloved Sandown in sluggy, slugging conditions. And um, he's after pretty low weight now, and I thought he might shake up the market leaders at uh, around 8-1, to one, something like that. Okay, that's an interesting uh, prospect for you. Um, the two lads, the two other lads hadn't got real strong betting opinions, but that concludes... The look at Sandown, the four races there. Three then on the top of that in Wolverhampton. The first is a six furlong uh, handicap yes. at 130. These are your races, Kev. I know that silky wilky 11 to 4. The flat's coming, lads. The flat's coming. 11 to 2, Bal uh, Baldomero. Sir Robin is also 11 to 2, 6 to 1, Exalted Angel. And it's uh, 6, Ingratore, 9 to 1 bar. TC, I seem to remember on this show last year, you tipping up Baldomero for the Lincoln trial that we're going to talk about later on. He's dropping back to 6 furlongs. He, he went over 6 furlongs last day as well. Is he in your reckoning this time round? What were they dirty cheating horse watchers people? No. <laughs> Jesus. Only joking. <laughs> oh, Only joking. Matt Taylor and all you boys. No, I look, I, I can't even remember tipping actually. Did it just got chinned, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah to uh um, horse by not to well better will come yeah. to in a moment. Um no, I, I thought this was quite tough. I mean, again, the one I was drawn to at the prices was Dream Composer, but there's loads of negatives about it. I mean, normally needs to run. 
the stable uh, have had three short price favourites beaten in the last week or so. Um, yeah, but I do think he's. I don't think he's a well handicapped horse. I mean, that Ascot win worked out really well. Um, he beat a really well handicapped horse that day, and um, yeah, I just looked at this race. I mean, I was gonna if I was. I, mean, I was drawn to most dream composer, but I can put up more negatives than positives. And when that's the case, just just walk away. No, I'm not going to have a bet in this race. Okay, pass for TC, Kev. You're this is if, if those handicaps. Our TC's bread and butter. This is right up your alley, isn't it? Yeah, I, I like a horse quite a bit in this at a double figure price. I, I don't know if this will necessarily be the right day, but I have to put him up anyway because his, his profile is so attractive. Um, Dubai Station. Um, like th- this was a right good horse in in his pomp. Like he, he won a Group Three. He was rated 109. Um, trained by Robert Cowell. For the last couple of seasons, and look, we mentioned it quite a few times, not wanting to drop the boot into him, but you know, he had a particularly disappointing season um year in 2022, I should say. And, and this lad came down the weights quite a bit. He he won in the first half of the season, but he's retreated back down the weights and he um he's cha- he changed hands at the HIT sales. He's with Short Williams now, who's going well. And I, I thought his first run for him was was, was a nice run. Um, it didn't go right from, you know, he's a horse that I'd say ideally wants to be prominent. Um, he, he made a mess at the start. He was out the back. He, he It was never going to happen, but he was only beaten like less than four lengths. So, look, he's drawn wider than ideal. I'd love him to ping the gates and get reasonably handy. I don't know if he'll be able to from that draw, but but I have to stick him up because he's going to be winning soon, I reckon. And um, for all the concerns when, when he's 12 to 1 or so, in a race like this, I think it's probably worth taking the chance. And uh, if it doesn't happen, be sure to stick him in your tracker or your, you know, mythical notebook or whatever, because uh, uh, he'll be winning soon, I reckon. Interesting. OK, Dubai Station currently 9-1 to one on the Betfair Sportsbook with Ross at Ryan in the plate. Brendan, the D's, does this all weather fare in the middle of the national hunt season and before Cheltenham? Does it interest you? Does it excite you at all? Well, it definitely interests me when a cliff horse of mine pops up, yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. Went, well, this Ingrid Tor. So uh, he he was a horse again. I followed off a cliff last season. Uh, re- really interesting horse. He won first time up on the all weather last season. It's a seasonal debut on Saturday, so so we know he can go go well fresh. Uh, then he finished second. The uh, on on his next run. Sorry, I've forgotten the ne- the, ne- the the name of the horse. Um, Nationwide. Yes, nationwide. So how, how could I forget nationwide? Who ended up, he, he was given him weight that day. And he uh, nationwide, when he finished his uh, UK campaign, was rated 93. So no shame in that. Then he goes and wins, uh, in Gratorsha, I say, goes and wins on handicap debut. Impressively, a new market beating that Harry Tree, roast yeah. in hot form. So I thought, well, this is a horse going places. I latch on to him. He ran in all the right handicaps, the one on the big Saturday in York and the three-year-old uh, handicap at the Newmarket July meet. The only snag was he ran abysmally. So so that wasn't great. Now, his next couple of runs weren't terrible, but again, I was disappointed with them. And he finished the season blowing out on soft ground in Newmarket. So it definitely didn't work out the way I hope. But I note that they've gelded him, which I think is a very good move because he can be quite keen in his race. He's a Churchill, and like most Churchills, well, not of course Churchill's most famous son, Vidani, who was a pony. Sorry, I can see Tony's eyes glazing over here, but uh, uh, I can like, remember like, TC. Uh, no, like, no, 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 no. 
like 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 most Churchills, Ingratore looks a big scopey horse on the telly. So I could see him make an improvement in a four-year-old campaign. They've booked Andrea Etzini, very encouraging. He's drawn three, should get plenty of pace to aim at. If he can rediscover the, that early season form from last season, he's going to do some damage off 88. Yeah, and Jack Shannon taking over the, the license from his father, Mick, this season. Big year for him, young man, uh, making his way in the game. Okay. I, 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 come on, Barry Orr, middle of the jump season. We're, we're going to be watching two-year-olds at the Curra in like two and a half weeks, Barry. Come on. Jeez, so many around the corner. It just seems sacrilegious, almost on the eve of Cheltenham when we're talking about Wolverhampton, Tapita. Anyway, Wolves, 205, the Lincoln trial. Your favourite Notre Bell bet is a 7-2 chance. Second last time out in Lingfield. Had to come very, very wide up this straight. Won it last year, like we were saying. Unforgotten in there. A Ford one. That's a really interesting one, Unforgotten. Like, he's some serious form in the book. When you look back, he was second to Mahaffet, who obviously won the Hampton Court in Royal Ascot not so long ago. He was second to him in a in an all-weather race. He's only ever raced on the all-weather, Unforgotten, which is interesting. Eileen Dove is 13-2. to two. Outbreak is 7-1. to one. Kev, I'll start with you here, because Boardman, you tipped up a couple of times last year. I remember you tipping him once in a in a hot handicap in York. Chester, maybe, yeah, yeah. In York, I think it was. He, he I think, yeah, I tipped him a few times in a row, in fairness, yeah. Yeah, yeah he was a super horse. He's a 12-1 to one chance from 14 for Tim Easterby. What do you like here? Yeah, I, I wouldn't go with him now. I'd say he, he's the type of horse that seems to always come on from his first run. So um, I wouldn't be shocked now if they were if they were teeing him up for the big one for the Lincoln. Um, I'd say this could be a tee up run for that, perhaps. Um, not a big view, but but Notre Bellebete, um, I think is definitely look, looks ready to win again. Um, you know, has been winless for, for a little while. But shaped very well last time. Um, very good record in the all weather. Um, Oshin takes over. Um, Oshin's been flat out in fairness there the, the last since he's come back. Um, he, he's he's um, and he's riding winners too. So um, yeah, look, it's not a big view. You, you'd rather him be drawn like five rather than ten. But I'd still think he's probably going to take a bit of beating. Yeah, only a five-year-old and in the anti-post market for the Lincoln, currently a 33 to one chance. Uh, TC, what way are you viewing this? Any strong opinions? Yeah, I mean, you're, you're automatically drawn to the, the fav here, aren't you? Um, how, how are we pronouncing this, Kev? Was that a bit of French or Italian you went with there? Uh, I might have put a bit of Italian flair on it, possibly, but yeah, you, you, you're asking the wrong man there. <laughs> um, <laughs> not, not the most lingual at the best of times. <laughs> yeah, I'll do a southern Notre Bell bet then. Um, yeah, I, I just thought he was he was by far the most likely winner, but I mean, the sports because seven to two, uh, they're ducking him. I think they're probably right too. There's a bit of nine to two knocking around elsewhere, but the seven to two is the general price. You, you can see why. I mean, the draw. I don't think it'd be that big a factor because he. I think he did win this from uh, Trap Eleven last year, uh, and I think he's going to get one of those, you know, like slingshot rides or whatever they call it on the all weather. Um, yeah, he's eight pound higher, but obviously everyone saw the problem of his Lingfield run last time. Two good runs since they they, they fitted the cheap pieces, uh, and I think a mark of ninety five probably still underplays him a little bit. Uh, but if you ask me if I. I'm tempted by seven to two. Uh, the the honest answer is no. Okay, uh, a little bit bigger. What price would he have to be? Nine to two? Did you back him at nine to two? He has been nine to two. 
Yeah, if if I could get if I could get nine to two five uh, nine to two five to one and just basically get my stake back if he's placed, yeah, I'd I'd, I'd go with that. Yeah, he's back of a price down each way at that. Okay, uh, no love at all for unforgotten Brendan. Um, mm. I thought well, he could be anything really. Has, has been brand. forgotten clearly. Yeah, well, 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 not not forgotten, but this has been good perspective for me listening to the lads because I was just there. How is this horse not clear, Fab? Given his profile and given his his connections, but obviously the the Notre Bell bet is an interesting one, and the usual caveats apply about predicting markets. But I'm going to make a confident prediction that Unforgotten will go off clear favourite in this race. I mean, this horse is just is so interesting. He's been a short price in his two handicap runs. What is it? Five to four and five to six. The penultimate run in Lingfield, the form of that just could not be working out any better. I think either four or five of the horses have, 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 have won since. And the last time, the, 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 the last time out again at Lingfield, the horse he beat Brunel Charm, he blew out next time, but it had excuses. But the third has won since. So it's roasting hot form. And the way he did it the last day, I thought Havlin did really well to get him some cover because he can be a little bit but I think he'll have learned an awful lot. Uh, he just pulled out, gave him three backhanders. He won a half a length, but he was a value, value for a lot more than that. Obviously, because of the narrow margin of victory, he only got four pounds. The draw and stall eight is a slight worry, and he is up in grade. Again, these are maybe the reasons why people aren't making him fav, but I thought he, he should be clear fav and would take a lot of beating. Okay, I'm with you, Brendan. I have to say, yeah, unforgotten and uh, yeah. not Bell Befford, the two lads. He's probably just not quite high enough to get into the Lincoln at the minute. And that's probably why they're running here. Um, like last year was a bit of an aberration, but it was lower. But usually you need to be kind of 96, 97 to get into the bottom of the Lincoln. And he's 94. So maybe they looked at it and said, mm, don't want a chance not getting in. So we'll run one more time and get him up a few more maybe. He's a 10 to 1 chance uh, for the Lincoln in the anti-post market. On to the last race we're going to talk about anyway. It's the 240. It's the um, seven furlong listed race. Angel Blue is 11 to 4 favourite, a dual grade one winner. Uh, last year, Ran Newbury was only beaten like a length and a half on, on, on his, de- his seasonal debut um, behind perfect power in the Greenham. And then he went to Royal Ascot, where he's beaten over seven lengths uh, behind Caribus. And then Bayid finishes the season in Goodwood. He's only four lengths off him. He's an eleven to four favorite. Is is this a completely wrong price? What am I missing something here? TCL. What a horse! What a horse race this is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what you what you you think Angel Blue should be clear fab? Well, obviously, there's a couple of all favour. We have a Coventry winner in here as well with Berkshire Shadow. You, they have. I, I, I mean, like I ran eleven to four, or three to one. Like produces any of those runs from last year should put these. I, away. Just, I looked at this race and I, it's an for a listed race. It's pretty hot, isn't it? Mm. Um, um, yeah. I mean, the one. I mean, well, I, I, I do love my headgear stats, and there's probably not a um, a better headgear stat than. The old gozzers were with the first time hood. They're absolutely mustered with it. I mean, um, John and the since um, John's been hooked up with the uh, the real slim fady. They're eight from nineteen in first time hoods, and when Gozza, old man, was on his own, he was twenty four from ninety eight, which is well above uh, what you'd expect with that kind of unknowns with the first time hair because you know so it basically they know what they're doing i mean there was a load of recent examples last season i think mimic you were a first time hood when she actually pissed up at your going um 
on the headgear stats alone, you should be back in Dabber at 72 or 4 to 1. And I imagine you'll get a bit bigger on the exchange. But yeah, my, I looked into it. And the more I looked at this, I thought, yeah, I, I can give that a chance. I can give that a chance. I can definitely give that a chance. So when you can pick out at least four or five and you're backing one at four to one, you probably just say, you know, just rein it in a bit. Uh, but no, Dabber, like I said, you could back Dabber blind on the headgear stat alone. And that will be justified. So, yeah, maybe if he's five, six to one on the exchange, come the off, if money comes for some of the others, then I might consider it. But at the moment, no bet. Okay, watch and brief for TC on Daba at the moment. Kev, what's your selection here? It's the dead eight for each way punters. If anyone fancies a double figure price, yeah, I do a proper race now. I found it hard to to be bullish on um, Angel Blood, like you say, two time Group One winner. Um, and was finishing up the up the tails of some right ones last year. Uh, I'd say they'll be fairly upset about the draw. Um, when he's he, he can be quite free anyway, but when he's fresh, like his first run last year, geez, it was very fresh. And um, they'll probably want to rock forward with him and stall ace just might make things a little bit tricky for them. Um, so I was I was leaning towards Berkshire Shadow, who, like you say, Coventry winner, but again, like Angel Blue. Um, was finishing up the tails of some right good horses last year. It was actually in front of Angel Blue in the in that messy renewal of the of the St James's Palace. You know, he's beaten less than two lengths. Um, you know, mighty runs, and they've gelded him. And I think that might actually be a help to him because he looked a bit, a uh, bit uh, quirky and funny at various times of his career. And gelding just might focus the fecker now and get him doing the job properly because if he does like he could be he could be a particularly nice horse I'd say so from a stall two I'd marginally favour Berkshire Shadow Okay Berkshire Shadow for Kev um, Bren you've no strong opinion in the race was one to give a swerve was it? Well I I, I just say the, the dangers for the Angel Blue I take your because I'm usually all over the, the class angle and it's interesting that Kevin thinks they'll go forward on him now, that's possible because I cannot find any pace in this no. race, but he's, yeah I've got a question mark with that he, he's such a fizzy sort are they going to do that because it, it would be so easy to light him up so I thought maybe Berkshire Shadow at this trip might want to get on but he's not guaranteed pace either so that was the problem I had I thought this could be a falsely run race which would really compromise the chance of Angel Blur unless they do decide to make the running with him but I mean has, has he ever has he ever made the running um, I, I'm, I'm not sure I'd have to go back and check that uh, but it, it, I, I think that may be factored into the price the danger that this is a false you run race Right okay fair enough interesting it's good to see these horses out nice and early anyway. obviously they have bigger targets ahead and it's only a starting point for for a lot of them. Okay, well, what we'll do, lads, I'll get a nap off each year and then we'll just do a bit of housekeeping. Uh, Kev, I'll start with you for a nap. Or maybe not. I'm gonna no, I think I'm gonna stick with the same. I, I'd be up, I'd be up um throwing it up now between Mexico uh, at a million to one and um and man all work, but uh, but I'll stick with man all work, I think it was uh, for for Paul Fahey and Willem Kennedy. I'll go win only bear because um yeah, I'm in a hole, aren't I? Yeah, you're in a hole, so you should have gone for Mexico, shouldn't you? At the price. Uh, the, uh, the hole is so big now, the man of work can put me out of there. <laughs> it's a manhole. Uh, maybe nice, you're, nice. you go with uh, Mexico, maybe. Just um, left it for you. I'm a look, when this when the ground gets as bad as it promised me at Sandown, it is a total lottery, and obviously, I'm not even sure if the meeting's going to be on if, if they get the rain that's forecast on Friday. So I'm going to, as we settle at Betfair SP, 
And as you can make a case for him on headgear grounds alone, I'm going to go Dabab uh, in the 240 at Wolverhampton because of the hood and the gozers. So the Tapata for TC, he's staying away from the, he's going, you're going with the course that you know is definitely going to race. Yeah, that that as well. But like I, like I did say, I mean, it's sand down heavy. Me, you know, it, it, it's very similar. Remember the Lanzarote where we had 18 or 20 odd runners and it was like three finishers. Bad ground and we had four finishes and stuff. I, I fear it's going to be like that. Even heavy ground horses might not handle the sand down heavy. So I yeah. Like Constitution Hill win on that ground one day in sand down. The tree yeah, I know, but it's like it's, it just shows you, doesn't it? I mean, for horses that finish up that hill strongly, it's very, it's why a lot of people, are, you know, it's a silly price now, but that's why everyone's getting into this stump town, isn't it? Very few horses charge up that sand down hill in soft ground like stump town, and obviously, most that's obviously, a nice segue to Mr. Brendan Duke because stump town is one of your fancies in Cheltenham, correct? Yeah, yeah, I take uh, Tony's point, but a, a little bit like the Venetia horse I was talking about earlier, they've done some job on his jumping, absolutely charged up the hill, but he gave himself every chance by basically winging every fence. He just mm-hmm. looks a really improving horse that stump town. Now, he hasn't been missed, I get that. No, what's your nap, Brendan? Uh, my nap is all, all credit to the puns, by the way, Manhole. I enjoyed that uh, highest form of wit. Uh, this Ingrid Tor in the 130 in Wolverhampton to get his career back on track and uh, to get my money back six to one, more than fair. You're, you, you've fallen off the cliff and you're on the edge of the abyss looking in. <laughs> no. It could be the last chance for Ingrid Thor for uh, the Duke boy. Anyway, listen, lads, just a little bit of housekeeping before we go. We're going to be recording a show every day for the Cheltenham Festival, Racing Only Better. Vanessa will be back in the hot seat. We're first one recording at three o'clock on Sunday. So that will be out soon after. And then we're recording Monday for Tuesday, Tuesday for Wednesday and so on. So on, or Tuesday for Wednesday. Wednesday for Thursday, Thursday for Friday um, for racing only better. Don't forget the offer this weekend. Bet 10 on horse racing multiples and get a free £10 bet on horse racing multiples. And that's the offer across every of the each of the four days at the Cheltenham Festival. Lads, till Sunday, thank you very much and have a great weekend. Thank you.